The KTOY Sunday Show, your weekly forum to discuss the issues in our community. Brought to you by Derek McGarry, State Farm Agent, here to make your life go right. Here are your hosts, Philip O'Donnell and LaMoya Burks. Sunday Show with Philip O'Donnell and yours truly, LaMoya Burks. Welcome to this edition of the show this day, January 3rd, 2021. 104.7 FM produces the Sunday show. We bring it to you live each Sunday morning from 9 until 10 a.m. It is January 3rd. It is the first Sunday of the month. It is the first Sunday. It is January 3rd. It It is. Okay. I'm like, what? (laughs) It is the first Sunday of the new decade. It is the first Sunday of the year. We are excited because for the first time, it is not. Just aftershave up in the studio. We got with us, or sometimes aftershave and funk because, uh, you know, it depends on what kind of night it was. But we got Lamoya Burks in the studio with us. Uh, very excited to have her. Mr. Nelson's handpicked successor. And that's kind of a big deal that he thought that much of you. Very grateful. Yeah. Very excited as well. Um, last week, we kind of ended the year with... Um, and, and I said this, the only time we get a teenager, you have to either be valedictorian, meaning you're super smart, or you have to be homecoming queen. Right. And both of those platforms, one may be a position of, of influence and the other a, a position of authority. And it really just kind of depends on how you interact with and read people. But Miss Holly Thornton was the PG homecoming queen. She was... Uh, <laughs> I, it almost like the bar keeps rising each time. And right. I don't know if it was a PG thing or what, but <laughs> we have some outstanding young people. We really do. And I think she really did make her family and herself look great because uh, a lot of people's fear is public speaking. Right. So she was able to jump right in. Uh, Lamoya, I'm going to ask you something before we uh, introduce our panelists and before we take a break. I listened to the show for 10 years. I never called in. I always thought in the back of my head, I could do what they're doing and it would be fun to do it and all of that. But just when you went through all of your, because you've had some prep as far as radio is concerned. Correct. Did you ever see yourself here or what were your thoughts about the show from the outside looking in? So having had the experience, you know, you were just talking about how the youth and, and their development in public speaking and such. I, you know, in the past, those that don't know, I had the experience uh, in high school uh, with the um, the welcoming of Dee Dee Woods, Billy Bland and Al Davis at the time of owning KTOY studio here to come in and under their wing or wings and learn uh, from the board to the public speaking, just an oper- overall opportunity into this world. With that being said, you just, you always stay open to what is out there and you continue to flourish with the open arms of mentorship. So, I'd hate to say that I did not uh, because there have been frequent trips back in, whether it be interviews to say hello um, and just to stay abreast of local uh, events and going ons here. So um, it's just funny how life comes 360. Uh, you Again, you always stay open and you always accept an invitation when you get one from the Donald Nelson mm-hmm. um, of <laughs> wisdom and truth. So um, it did come both as a surprise, but also it is an extreme honor and I I dare not take that lightly because, um, you know, he is uh, wanting to share with me an opportunity uh, to help uh, the community here. 
All right. Impressive. All right. With that said, we have uh, first Sunday. We have the crosstalk panelists. They are on the phone. Most of them. Hopefully we got Miss Diddy Woods in the studio with us and we'll be able to figure out how do we actually get the tech, the technical piece to work. So we're going to work that out on the other side of this break. You guys stick with us. The Sunday show will continue with Philip O'Donnell and LaMoya Burks brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on Texarkana's 104.7 KTOY. If there's one thing 2020 has shown us is that life can take a turn without notice. And through it all, we want you to know we are still here to help you just as we've always been. If you need to review your coverage or just need some advice from people you know and trust, we will always be here to help. After all, isn't that what you'd expect from a good neighbor? This is State Farm Agent Derek McGarry. Please call us at 903-831-2000 at DerekIsMyAgent.com. Powerball jackpot from the Arkansas Scholarship Lottery is now more than $300 million. So, what would you do if you won? So with a jackpot, I would spoil my family and uh, take care of them. So if I won the lottery, I would start my own business. I would uh, give my family financial freedom. Got your ticket? If not, visit your local lottery retailer for your chance to win the Powerball jackpot of more than $300 million. This is winning. Call 1-800-522-4700 for Problem Gambling Helpline. Jam at 104.7 KTOY is making 2021 your best year ever with a bucket list trip to Juneau, Alaska. Alaska. You'll explore breathtaking glaciers, fjords hundreds of fathoms deep, and feast on wild-caught salmon. Five days of awesome adventures and world-class accommodations on your bucket list trip from Travel Juneau. Ready to start packing? Details coming soon on where you can register and qualify for the bucket list trip to Juneau, Alaska. From the station going to the cool destination jam and 104.7 ktoy transform your thinking transform your life transform your destiny at transformation center international in texarkana if you've ever wondered why you're here what your purpose in life is or who you really are discover the answers and enjoy life as it is meant to be lived Transformation Center International is your life center. Join Apostle Dennis Cook as he guides you through God's Word to uncover the message that God wants to give to you. Every week, you discover valuable lessons and insights to help you find more fulfillment in the journey of life. Hear from Apostle Dennis Cook each week at Transformation Center International, Sunday mornings at 9, Wednesday evenings at 7, and on the first Sunday evening of every month, come to the Empowerment Service at 6.30. Transformation Center International, your life center, where you'll find life and life more abundantly. It's at 1111 Hazel Street in Texarkana, Texas. Call 903-280-1051. Back to the Sunday show with Philip O'Donnell and LaMoya Burks. Brought to you by State Farm agent Derek McGarry on Texarkana's 104.7 KTOY. And we are back with this uh, edition of the KTOY uh, Radio Sunday Show. Uh, we definitely want to make sure that we thank, shoot, give a shout out to Derek McGarry with State Farm Insurance for his gracious support of our show. At this time, we do have the Crosstalk panel with us, and we are excited for their edition uh, of conversation this morning. We have with us, just as a roll call, we have Miss Joanne Rice. Are you with us? Yes, I am. Good morning. We have Mr. Mark Wright. Yes. White, are you with us? And we have Mr. Jesse Keaton. Are you with us? 
Yes, ma'am. How y'all doing? Good morning. And Miss Irma Poindexter, good morning. Good morning. All right. We have Brother Donald Nelson. Are you there with us as well, Dr. Brother Nelson? Yes, sir. I had gone to China because I, this was going to be my first time now. <laughs> good morning. And I'm going to China. <laughs> and we, and we mo- brought you back morning. in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, let me check again. Do we have Mark White with us? I tried to call Mark. You asked me to call him, and, and I, all I got was the uh, rings and, and voicemail. So yeah. I'm, I'm not sure what happened. Well, y'all, I, I, I literally just found out this morning that evidently there's a limit to how many calls I can merge, and and so we're gonna try to pick Mark White back up um, when we when we go to break. And I don't know uh, <laughs> how we'll do that. But that said, we well, got to talk. If you get if you get if, if you get Mark, you can you can you can you can sack me off. Okay. <laughs> All right. Maybe maybe we'll do that then. We appreciate you. So okay. let's do this. Uh, let's go ahead and begin with our first crosstalk uh, topic. Um, Lamoya kind of brought this one to the table, and it's pretty impactful because it's about money. It's about economics. It's about um, our money and our tax dollars and how they work. Studies have shown that the U.S. economy does better under a Republican Congress and a Democratic presidency, meaning it's a split government. In specific, these studies showed that the gross domestic product or the GDP GDP rates improve, employment rates are better, health insurance rates are better, and that the national the national debt is lower. So that being said, Lamoya, go ahead and kind of talk about your thoughts and talk about this article as well. So historically, a split Congress uh, has its positives for stocks. So Philip just gave an overview of what the recent report from WalletHub says based on history of the U.S. economy. Um, and again, just as uh, to our audience, just as a reminder, what we're uh, we're embarking on is that a Republican Congress in combination with a Democratic president. Um, it's, it's a very interesting thing, yeah. uh, especially considering, um, you know, we like to call it a split. And with that split comes the, everyone's not going to be happy. So panel uh, with our panelists, what are your thoughts on going forward? We know that this is the historical precedent that usually occurs uh, on such a platform. What are your thoughts? Let's begin with uh, Mr. Jesse Butch Keaton. Uh, elections have results, have outcomes. Mr. Keaton, what are your thoughts about this article and, and these topics in particular? Well, uh, the article states those facts. Um, you know, I, I, I tried to look up um, Bill Clinton's um, administration because that is the last time that I can recall that we actually came out with a balanced budget and with uh, a surplus uh, uh, in the in, in the. Um, we came out in, in, in the green as far as money was concerned at the end of the year. Uh, and I know that um, uh, he, he, up under that administration, I, I think that is you have you have a president who is a Democrat, more or less likely he, he's probably liberal, and, and, and you got one house and the other house really having to come together and make some compromise in order to get some things passed. And, uh, but it hadn't proved that way when you had a Republican president. So I'm pretty sure that they're looking at it from that aspect. But I do know that the last time that the we had a good budget balance and come out with a surplus in, uh, surplus in, 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 in money at the end of the year was about the Bill Clinton, uh, Bill Clinton uh, administration. Now, personally myself, I want to see both houses go to the Democrats uh, because we are so, at this point in time, we are so deep into the, to, to the grid 
and people are suffering so bad whereas we need a lot of liberal policies to uh, uh, not only just help bring up straight back up the economy but to bring people back into the confidence of the, of, of the federal government and stepping in and giving some aid and without that um, uh, we're going to be in some deep trouble for the next at least two years until the um, Congress um, possibly can win over the, the Democrats can possibly win over the Senate again if they if they lose out in, in the Georgia election. So, at us right now, uh, give me both houses and the president, so, so when we, can we move forward and try to get this case back in order. So, when we talk of those policies uh, that one that would like to see both houses um, under one type of uh, leadership rule, what kind of policies uh, do we think we're looking at that we would like to see differently, uh, considering it be a Democratic president and a Democratic uh, Congress representation? Well, what we're looking at, especially look at education, for an example. I mean, this this current administration in education, they really stripped the education department down to almost a burden, nothing. Uh, the lady who ran the, uh, uh, the, the, the Department of Education, uh, she, she's a very proponent of private schools, and, and, and a lot of funds came from them. Uh, I think that not only that, uh, the president ran on infrastructure, and we have not had a lot of infrastructure uh, being done. We need policies to deal with infrastructure. And possibly one of the most important things that black America is looking for is looking at police reform. And that is something that um, our current president and current Congress, has, in, in my opinion, has not done anything toward police reform and trying to hold uh, the police department accountable for the, the onslaught of the black lives in this country. Let me ask this question to Ms. Emma Pondexter, and it's the, it's the general of everything. Or, Ms. Rice, would you like to contribute to the, the discussion further? Well, what I would like to say is that I did read the article, and I am in sole agreement with uh, Mr. Keaton that I would like for us to control everything. One of the things that I got from uh, the article was more about Wall Street. Well, what about, about the people who are still suffering? Uh, the reason that we are now in debt is because of the humongous tax tax cut for the people who make a lot of money, who really don't need a tax cut. So here we are. Now it's about time for a Democratic president, and of course the Republicans will want to now balance the budget. But the only way to balance the budget will be probably maybe to raise taxes on the rich. Well, the rich don't want that. I'm a Main Street person. I don't know anything about the stock market. Wouldn't know anything about the stock market if it came up and hit me upside the head. But I do know about people being without jobs. I do know about people suffering. I do know about food, about these uh, food lines, and about people who are hurting. The stock market doesn't appear to be hurting, but Main Street is definitely hurting. That's but, my thought. Yeah, Brother Nelson, let me ask you this, and, and it's kind of in that general vein. Um, Health outcomes arguably were better with what was for what's known as the Affordable Care Act or Obamacare. Um, there is some subjectiveness to this, but there is also objective measures that when other when everybody is insured or when everybody has access, that we're all better off. Um, do you is that acceptable that taxes increase on the rich in order to do that? You know, there was some success with Clinton's pre presidency. There was some success with Obama's presidency. Some of this is not subjective. It is, in fact, objective. But what are your thoughts about what divided government does? Because what some of uh, Mr. Keaton and Miss Joanne Rice are saying is they don't want divided government. They want the Democrats to have the presidency, the House and the Senate. What are your thoughts? Hey, go ahead, Brother Nelson. 
Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. I was okay. Let, let me apologize because you're about to get some. If you don't, if it's not sensible, it's nonsense because I was not exactly aware of the topic. But let me say this: that uh, the, the the Constitution found and set up what they call a system of checks and balances. They they set a system up where that the executive had a way of checking. Uh, the Congress and the Congress had a way of checking the judicial and, 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 and in a circle they could do that. What I think this is, this is a situation where the Congress has a, uh, has a, uh, a chance to check the powers of the executive when you have a Democratic president and a Republican Congress. Now, it gets back to what's important to you. If the economy, because there are different things that's important to, uh, to different people. Some people say, I like Trump because of the fact you know, he is a person who uh, promotes the economy. Well, if that's important to you and you don't worry about health care and social issues and education, then Trump is the kind of guy that you want. So I'm saying that for those people in that article, and I've not read the article, who would prefer to have a Democrat and a Republican Congress, Congress because it helps the economy, then that's people who actually uh, values the economy. But for those of us, who were interested in health care and social issues and, and education, that won't work. Because what happens is a Republican Congress does not seem to have uh, uh, to favor those particular issues. And if a Democratic president who does, then they're going to become an obstructionist Congress to obstruct the president. So, again, it just depends upon what's important to you. If the economy is important and you don't worry about health care because you have Good institution, that's fine. But I'm like, I guess Jesse and Joanne, I would prefer to see for the cooperation of the president and the effectiveness of the president. If he's a Democratic president, I would prefer to see a Democratic Congress. Let me ask you all this, and this isn't one particular person. If you recall, when Obama came into office, he had a Democratic House and I believe a slim Senate majority as well. And that was what enabled the Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, to be passed. Every, well, that, that, that immediate election thereafter and ever since, we've had divided government, but the Affordable Care Act is still demonized. Mm -hmm. It's still not necessarily seen as impactful because they're doing everything that they can to defund it and nothing is being presented as an alternative to it. So even if you felt like what we had was wrong, when you don't present anything as an alternative, then there's no political compromise there. There's just nothing there. There's the same old, and I know when I bring Mark White in, the same old party of no. So what do you say about the potential for even if we get what we think we want we're going to lose it all two years from now because we're trying to lead in the direction that the country is not in right. i mean we can be progressive on social issues but if the constituency doesn't go along with it then we're going to be voted out of office so any thoughts about that well let me let, i say this let, let me say this um uh i'm i'm not worried about uh, right now about two or three years down the road i'm looking at what is happening right now and i do believe personally myself with um uh with everybody who's hurting and i'm not just talking about m minorities i'm talking about we have people in food lines and and, and 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 stuff now that has never been there before in their lives we have people who, whose mortgages cannot be paid who has never had that experience in their life we, we've had uh, uh people whose, whose, whose children uh cannot go back to school because of the pandemic, because of the failure of the policies uh, of this administration, and that has never happened in my lifetime. So what I'm saying is at this present moment and this present time, 
I think that a lot of the people who normally would be on the opposite side, who is feeling the crunch that minorities have felt all of their lives, will understand now what it's like, and they'll get on board with a, a progressive uh, movement that will move toward a better e economy, hospitalization and, and, and insurance, with, with better education, and also better infrastructure and put people back to work. Because right now, this country is suffering and suffering very, very bad. So, so go ahead, Joe. I, I agree with that. Okay. No, go ahead. Okay. Okay. I agree with that. When you look at the number of people who have um, died because of COVID-19, yes, there's a great uh, number of minorities. And we always point out the fact that minorities, black and brown, are normally the essential workers. The essential workers that we need, doctors, nurses, we need nurses. We need people that uh, the nurses aid. All of these people are, are people who have lost their lives. But then we have those people who are not essential workers, but who uh, came in contact with other people, other family members, and they've lost their life. I think that personally, the amount of loss that we have sustained and that we that that has happened during these, this last year tells, should tell more and more people, not just black and brown, but everybody, that this present administration has not cared about you. You may have voted for the economy, but what you got was death. So let's, let's think about that. I voted for Wall Street, and Wall Street doesn't have a plan for how to get the vaccine out to everybody. In fact, if you look at it, our president, uh, president has checked out. He checked out sometime in November. And people were still dying. People <laughs> are still dying. And he checked out. He went to play golf. So what does that tell you about the fact that he doesn't care about the United States as a whole. He only cares about himself. He got the cocktail. I don't know of anybody else that got the cocktail. Not anybody in Texas County got it. So therefore, we need to just continue and I think that more and more people in the future, I agree with uh, Mr. Keaton, they'll be more concerned about the fact that they don't have to be in the food line. They can continue to donate to the food line. That's my thing. And that brings me back, to, you know, in, in bringing it all back together, um, is can, you know, going forward, can we still find the common ground in the midst of the division, considering we are going into a new administration? Um, you know, because what we're what we're looking at is the historical precedents, but we're also in in untroubling times that we've never seen. So I think coupled together, what what can we look forward to, Philip? Any? Well, let me. Let, I actually want to pivot and go to this question, and I want your and I want your opinion on it. Um, the substance of this article is very true. Um, whether they want to credit Newt Gingrich or Bill Clinton, or whether they want to credit or Barack Obama, the numbers don't lie. Right. We do better with the Democratic presidency. And a Congress that's divided for whatever reason, that's the truth. Right. But the perception doesn't exist there. Right. And I think it may be because they don't want to credit a Democratic president. But I don't know. But what are your thoughts about the reason why it, it, it the perception is why, why can't we not credit an Obama? Why can't we not credit a Bill Clinton? Because that's the fact. That's unfortunate. That's what we and they and they go out of their way to to to. Mr. I mean, it ain't just Trump that's lying. It's all these other people right. who support him that go along with his foolishness as well as say they say Melania is not who she is. 
We know who she is. That's a male or the bride. Well, so I, we I, know who he is. He's a think, loser. And, and, that's, and that's what I was uh, referencing when I was saying, can we find common ground in the midst of the division? Because, I mean, the tables are turning in some ways of the leadership of who sits in the cup. So among that, we still have some of those same people. In those same in this in the room, Moscow Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> so with those some yeah. of the same people is still in the room. What does going forward look like? Unfortunately, it looks like it's, it's going to be a lot more lives. Brother Nelson, go ahead. Yeah, if 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 the congressmen would perform in the philosophy of when they were founded, they were not founded to uh, adhere to political parties. In fact, Thomas Jefferson said that it's going to be fine, but when we're going to have to watch. The democracy is going to be fine, but we're going to have to watch political parties because we're, we're not careful. Political parties are going to destroy the democracy, and we can see that right now because the Republican Party is in the midst of trying to destroy the democracy. So if the congressmen, Republicans and, I mean, uh, uh, representatives and senators were acting in, in, in the interest of the public, that, that role is not to actually promote the political party. But it is to represent the the people. If they did that, then you wouldn't have the divided kind of parties that we have now. And I, it would be okay to, for me if we had a, a Democratic president, a, a communist a <laughs> Congress, or whatever, because they would all be acting in the interest of the people. But that's not the way it is. The parties have taken over. And in the situation with Obama, if you remember, from 8 to 12, he had a Congress that was Democratic. But when the Tea Party got in the, in the mix in, 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 in 2012, from that time on, he wound up with a Republican Congress, and he almost, in order to get anything done, he had to use an executive order. The Health Care Act passed by one vote. If you remember, and that was John McCain. If John McCain had not uh, decided that he was not going to just follow the party, we never would have got the Health Care Act. The same thing happened with the Emancipation Proclamation. Lincoln had to use an executive order in order to get the Emancipation Proclamation passed because the Congress that he had was not going to be. So in the meantime, me personally, I would rather see a Congress that's not going to and who can work for the president. Otherwise, the president is in for a long story. And so uh, basically, that, that's my situation Let's have cooperation and rather rather than obstruction. All right. Unless somebody else wants to jump in right here, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. Brother Nelson, I want you to stay with us because I want to bring Mark in, yeah. and we're going to begin with him on the other side of the break. You guys stick with us. The Sunday Show will continue with Philip O'Donnell and LaMoya Burks, brought to you by State Farm Agent Derek McGarry on Texarkana's 104.7 KTOY. If there's one thing 2020 has shown us is that life can take a turn without notice. And through it all, we want you to know we are still here to help you just as we've always been. If you need to review your coverage or just need some advice from people you know and trust, we will always be here to help. After all, isn't that what you'd expect from a good neighbor? This is State Farm Agent Derek McGarry. Please call us at 903-831-2000 or visit us at DerekIsMyAgent.com. It's totally normal to be constipated with belly pain, straining, and bloating again and again. No way. 
You could have a chronic condition called irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives to help relieve belly pain and let you have more frequent and complete bowel movements. Individual results may vary. Do not give to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. Talk to your doctor today. You may be able to save on Linzess and make fewer trips to the pharmacy. See if you're eligible to pay as little as $30 for 90 days. Visit Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by AbbVie and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals.